the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Chapter 20 of Genesis. King Abimelech and Abraham have a couple of issues. Mainly, who is Sarah? Well, we find out. Things get smoothed over. God rules over the day. And by chapter 21, Isaac is born. But here in the latter passages of chapter 21, Abimelech and Abraham make a covenant with one another. That is where we pick up the story here today on Study Verse by Verse with our teacher and pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno and online at highlands.us. Take a moment. Join us today as we explore Genesis together. There are three main events that take place in Abraham's life in Genesis chapter 21. We're looking at that third event now. Here's Pastor Layton and today's study verse by verse. Note that this alliance was not intended to replace God as provider and protector. That would have been wrong. This agreement was simply to be a good neighbor. And that was right. And that was good. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Verse 25, then Abraham complained to Abimelech about a a well of water that Abimelech's servants had seized. But Abimelech said, I don't know who has done this. You did not tell me, and I heard about it only today. So Abraham bought sheep and cattle and gave them to Abimelech, and the two men made a treaty. They cut a treaty. Abraham set apart seven ewe lambs from the flock, and Abimelech said, asked Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs that you have set apart by themselves? He replied, Accept these seven lambs from my hand as a witness that I dug this well. And so that place was called Beersheba, because the two men swore an oath. So Abraham immediately puts Abimelech's non-aggression pact to a test by charging that some of Abimelech's servants had stolen one of his wells. You know, even today in the Holy Land, water is a very precious commodity. And in Abraham's day, it took an awful lot to get water. You had to dig a well, and then you had to guard it because your enemies might either seize it or fill it up and make it useless. And evidently, some of Abimelech's servants had seized a well. So Abraham did the right thing. He confronted his neighbor about the facts. Abimelech said, I don't know anything about this. This is the first time I've heard of it. Do we know if he's telling the truth or not? No, we don't. But Abraham made sure that the problem would go away and not come back. The Hebrew word to swear means to bind by seven things. The word swear and seven are very similar. And so this time the two men made a covenant that involved the slaying of animals. They cut a covenant. And as Abraham and Abimelech walked between the carcasses of the sacrifices, they were saying, in effect, may God do to us and more if we fail to keep our covenant with each other. So in other words, this was taken as a very serious matter. But then Abraham went even farther. 
He set aside seven very valuable ewe lambs as living witnesses that he had dug the well and the water belonged to him. And he gave the lambs to Abimelech, who would guard them carefully. They were like living receipts, guaranteeing that Abraham owned the well. And then to further make matters very, very clear, they named the well Beersheba, which means well of the oath. To be reminded, even by the name of the well, that this oath had taken place here. So Abraham now owned the well, which is on a small piece of the land that God had promised to him and his descendants. Now, the entire transaction involved three elements, sacrifices, witnesses, and promises. And you find the same elements in God's covenant through Jesus Christ as outlined in Hebrews chapter 10. There's first the sacrifice, which is Jesus on the cross, and then the witness of the Holy Spirit coming to live within believers, and finally the promise that is found in God's word. Now, Abraham's covenant with Abimelech only guaranteed possession of a well that provides water to sustain life, but God's covenant with his people guarantees that we have the living water that gives us eternal life for all who place their trust in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Verse 32. After the treaty had been made at Beersheba, Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his forces, returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there he called upon the name of the Lord, the eternal God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines for a long time. So it says there he called upon the name of the Lord, the eternal God. And we can follow Abraham's journey by looking at the wells that he digged and the altars that he built. You see, he wasn't ashamed to build an altar right in the middle of his neighbors and offer his worship to the Lord, and neither should we. We should not be hesitant to let people know that we serve God, that we worship God. And then here we're also introduced to a new name for God, El Olam, the everlasting God. Now, previously, we've been introduced to the name um, El Elyon, God Most High, and El Shaddai, God Almighty. But now we're introduced to a new name, a new description that's used in his worship. And from this, we are reminded that it's important that as we go through life, we learn more and more about God so that we can worship him better. You see, our knowledge of a person is one form of measuring our relationship with them. The more we know, the more relationship we have. And Abraham's knowledge of God continued to grow as Abraham sought and experienced and worshipped God. The phrase, and Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines for a long time, turned out it was longer than 10 years for certain because Isaac was a young man when he accompanied Abraham to Mount Moriah in the story we find in the next chapter. And then by planting a tree... Abraham indicated a determination to stay in that place. Tamarisk trees are long-lived and they are evergreen, which is an appropriate symbol of everlasting God. 
And so as he built this oasis, he was giving witness of what God had done for him. He'd gone through difficulties in life, but he's leaving some blessings for those who were to follow. And in Israel today, planting trees is a means of blessing others and future generations. What an encouragement to know God as the everlasting God. Because nothing else is everlasting. Wells dry up. Trees get cut down. Ewe lambs die. Altars crumble. Treaties perish. But the everlasting God and his promises remain. And this everlasting God had made an everlasting covenant with Abraham and his descendants. He had given them the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession. And God doesn't change. He said so himself. Malachi 3.6, I, the Lord, do not change. Moses wrote Psalm 90, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. God is the everlasting one. And he will fulfill all of his promises. And it was in this understanding that Abraham would be tested in the next chapter. And it would be in this understanding that it helped him be obedient. Now, this, I think, is an appropriate time this coming week for some personal reflection. You see, we have a tendency, when we read stories like this from God's Word, to think things like, well, that was okay for Abraham and Sarah. I mean, God certainly did a miracle for them, but that was them, and and God can't do that for me. God wouldn't do that for me. You know, my, my situation is different, or... Those opposing me are too strong. That's a nice story, but it really doesn't apply to me. You know what that is? That's unbelief. That's what it is. You see, God doesn't change. Was he sovereign then? Yes. Is he sovereign now? Was he all-powerful then? Yes. Is he all-powerful now? Did he keep his promises then? Does he keep his promises now? It's for us. It's for us. And if God has made a promise to us, he's going to keep it. Some of us don't have an idea of what he's promised because we haven't gone into God's word looking for his promises. We need to do that. And when we find promises that God made to us, we need to know he keeps his promises. Not just for Abraham but for us too. And someday, we're going to have a great big laugh with the joy at seeing God fulfill his promises. Our faith grows in the unpredictable challenges of life. When we believe and we step out in faith to follow Christ, we step into a process 
under the sovereign direction of God. It's a process meant to pour into us repeated mercies and graces which make us more and more able to stand the tests and live in obedience and bring glory to God. Our calling, like those who have gone before, is to submit to the polishing and friction and whatever it is that is God's grace upon us, transforming us into the people that he wants us to be. Amen. Amen. Well, my friend, you have been listening to Pastor Leighton Sheely here today on our broadcast called Study Verse by Verse. That's precisely what we are doing as we work our way through the book of Genesis. We trust our time together has encouraged you in your walk and your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Our goal is to see that you grow in grace. Along those lines, if you have questions about the broadcast, comments, maybe you'd like to give us a praise report or encourage us with a word of encouragement, please do so by visiting our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And then we trust you'll come back and join us tomorrow as we pick up where we left off, continuing in our journey through Genesis, here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.